DJ Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take They want to use violence on Americans We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace Enough with tyranny We come to take our country back For all citizens White, red, brown, or black Return it to a form of glory Fix the bloody crack On the crown Fetch it down It's going down She warned me that this day would come I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns I survived that, then I came back, took the place I'm from To face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love You can't break me down, I'm indivisible You still see my raps if I was invisible That pepper spray tastes like chicken And here we are folks, family, patriots Episode 29 of Freedom Unchained, ready to rock and roll down here in the big city, well, the swamp at least, in D.C., ready for my trial. Coming up on the two-year mark after my arrest, the FBI counterterrorism SWAT team has culminated into where I get to have my day in court. And for the last two years, we, as you know, have been promoting and telling the stories, getting the information out front, unchained, unfiltered, raw, and honest about January 6th. So, down in D.C., I have been in trial. I cannot discuss it in detail because of uh, the trial still going on. But once this trial is over and I am found vindicated, exonerated, and true justice, fair and blind, works the way that it should, I promise you will get a very intimate update, and then, no holds barred, it will be what blows the lid off of January 6th as a whole, because I'm stubborn like that, and I have no problem telling the truth to power and putting it all out on Front Street, putting those that are corrupt on blast, and making sure the American people get the information that they deserve. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to everybody that has been listening, following. Make sure you share, like, subscribe, press the buttons, do the things. Get the information out to the people because we, the people, are the ones that deserve the true information, the truth of what is actually going on in our country. Not the mainstream, lamestream propaganda media, how they push the crap that they're pushing down everybody's throat to prosecute, persecute, and discriminate against anybody that is willing to stand up and speak truth about freedom, liberty, and this beautiful, wonderful nation of red, white, and blue that we all just absolutely cherish. As many of you have seen in the news, there have been some pretty big truth bombs dropped on the world, such as the Weaponization Committee down here in D.C., which was happening during one of the days of my trial. 
where the FBI whistleblower actually brought out to the forefront that he says that there is over 11,000 hours of footage of FBI agents infiltrated within the crowd committing violence and acts of, uh, well, let's just say committing crimes, and that they're being withheld. The information, the footage, the evidence is being withheld. That, by my opinion, is the definition of entrapment. They cause the problems and then go around and arrest whoever it is that they want to arrest to get them out of the way. This is why we call January 6ers political prisoners. Even if they did break a minor law, their lives are being destroyed simply based on the idea that they are the political opposition to the Brandon administration. How dare you say that you don't agree with bumbling Biden, the basement boy. But that's a great thing about America is we have the resolve to stand up, speak truth to power straight to their face. I love complaining about my government. I love my country, but it's we're Americans. It's what we do. I'll vote for a president, bitch about him for four years, then vote for him again, bitch about him for the next four. It's just kind of a pastime, if you ask me. So, on top of that, there have been tons of body cam footage that's been being released by the public, and whenever these trials actually do go through, the footage is also released to the public. Anything put into evidence once the trial completes becomes public information. And that is a beautiful thing. As of right now, the first week of my trial has completed. And the government laid down their case and they rested. And then it's my defense team, my turn. And we have been putting out as much information as we can. And the other day, I took the stand on Friday. Right now it's the weekend and I still have to continue my testimony and the government is going to do what they call cross-examination and believe me, it's going to get spicy because they know they ain't got nothing on me just like the Brandon administration ain't got nothing on we the people. All you have to do is stand your ground, stand strong, with your chest held high and have faith that God goes before you into this battle for truth, love, unity, the hearts, minds, and eyes of the public can be swayed. It's a war of ideology, a war of information, and it's pretty easy to testify to the truth. Innocence and truth stand on their own. I certainly appreciate everybody's support, prayers, kind words. I can feel them as I'm sitting in that courtroom, staring the beast directly in the face. I can see the hand of God at work, softening the hearts of the judge, softening the hearts of the jurors, and giving me that peaceful, steely resolve to stand my own ground, because I know that I have an entire nation of beautiful patriots like yourself standing there behind me. And it truly is overwhelming, truly moving. I'm not really that much of an emotional guy, but I think I felt a tear trying to well up one time. Maybe. Maybe it was indigestion. But either way, I cannot express into words the gratitude and the amount of appreciation that I have for every patriot that has stood up in the face of tyranny and say, this is our country. We're not going to back down. It doesn't matter. Left, right, up, down, Republican, Democrat, black, white, red, yellow, got purple people, purple polka dots. We're all Americans. We all stand under the same banner of freedom. We all bleed red, white, and blue. And that's because you are what make America great. We, the people, are the greatness in this country. Freedom is what we enjoy, and that's what we consider the greatness of America, is being the bastion of freedom for the rest of the world. 
But this is a fight for humanity. This is a fight not only for America's freedom, but freedom globally. Because if we fall, everybody falls. Hope you enjoy this episode. I got a little behind on some of the prayers from Give, Send, Go. Uh, mostly they're hate messages, so I hope you enjoy them. I definitely got a smile from some of them as well. They always give me a chuckle knowing that I live rent-free in their head. So I'm going to break it up because it was quite a bit. If you want to skip past the prayers and me making fun of uh, Pastor Kevin and his new compadre or second alias, however you want to see it, feel free. But the interview in between and the message, the information, the truth that's about to be put out, it's going to blow your mind. Stay tuned. Also, quick shout out to my friend Ron J. Spike. I got a theme song, folks. I'm sure many of y'all heard the interview from last time where Ron J. Spike explained his new song, Hot Off the Presses, called Chains Off Me. Make sure you show support for our patriot conservative rapper and a very dear good friend of mine. And check out Ron J. Spike, Chains Off Me, hottest new single that you're going to find out there. And, I mean, really, it's cool to think I have my own theme song. Gets me up and moving, and that says a lot. Slack-jawed yokel from the hills of West Virginia. I can't even spell rhythm. So make sure you go to Apple iTunes, Spotify, any place that you like to snag your music and give them a little bit of love. Show them some support. I don't receive any funding from this song. This is strictly to help him keep up what he's doing, spitting truth, spitting rhythm, bringing people together, left and right, all together. Unity, right? That's what we're all about here. Love, unity, bringing people together to stand strong, arm in arm, hand in hand, under this beautiful, beautiful nation that we live in. So, enjoy. GiveSendGo.com is an amazing website. It is a Christian-based crowdsourcing fundraiser that allows people to raise money for whatever their needs and causes may be. Many January 6th defendants utilize Give, Send, Go because they are discriminated and canceled across any other platform that they try to raise money through. One great thing about Give, Send, Go is not only can you donate to a person's fundraiser, but you can also send them prayers, which as you all know, I highlight the prayers that I receive on in many instances, good and or bad. So I'm going to share some of my new ones with you. Our infamous pastor, Kevin, sent me Matthew 23:27, which says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. Pastor Kevin then sent Isaiah 29:14, which says, Therefore I will take awesome vengeance on these hypocrites and make their wisest counselors as fools. He then follows it up with Matthew 24:51, Repent, seditious hypocrite, before it's too late. <laughs> Silly Pastor Kevin. He thinks that his opinion matters to me. I tend to be a favorite of Pastor Kevin because he sends quite a bit. 
he sent me Luke 6.42, which says, How can you think of saying to him, Brother, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the board in yours? Hypocrite! First, get rid of the board, and then perhaps you can see well enough to deal with the speck. Needs a little bit of projection there, don't you think, boss? Hmm? And then I think Pastor Kevin was trying to be witty because he then sent me Matthew 21:31, which says, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Okay, fair enough. I believe in a redemption story for anybody, whether you're a tax collector, prostitute, patriot, communist, liberal, Everybody has a chance to be redeemed. That's the great thing about Christ. All lives matter. Because Christ died for us all. I pray for you, Pastor Kevin. Hopefully you can find Christ and get past your judgmental hatred of somebody that doesn't think like you. He then comes up with some stuff on his own. He says, we fervently pray that those deluded rioters who took part in the insurrection will be enlightened. We ask for the revelation that rebelling against our duly elected government, which is ordained by God, is rebellion against God himself. May they penitently accept their just sentences, express genuine remorse for their evil doing, and contritely serve their time. In Jesus' holy name he prays. And then he says, Amen. And cites Romans 13. I guess there's a word that he's forgetting in Romans 13, and it says that any legitimate government is ordained by God. Legitimate. You should probably look that up, Pastor Kevin. He then responds with, Trump lost. Get over it, losers. He then follows it up with all capital letters. Lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him up. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. We also said the same thing about Hillary. Lock her up, right? Uh, falling for the MAGA trope, I hear, buddy. Although Pastor Kevin tends to be my most avid supporter, I also get some pleasant prayers, which I cherish more, uh, from Leah. Last name starts with an S. And she says, may our Lord bless you for your love of God, country, and liberty. Thanks, Leah. I then get one from Emily. I then get one from Melanie Marasco. God bless you. We are praying for you and all of those prisoners and their families affected by the January 6th events. Please remember God has heard all our prayers and he will right this wrong. Thank you for your service. We are ever grateful. And there's a prayer hands emoji. Thanks, Melanie. That's very sweet. Then I get a nice one from Tony. Praying for God to be in the midst of this horrible tragedy and that the new house speaker will be able to release you all soon. Thank you, Tony. I'm looking forward to the day the house speaker does his job, live up to his end of the bargain as well. Then I get one from Texas Patriot. I'm so sorry for the injustice you and the others suffer. And who comes to your rescue? Not our leaders, not politicians, not police. I pray that our Lord God in heaven above comes to your rescue. I pray that he opens doors to bring about the justice you deserve. 
I pray that those responsible for the evil treatment you and others have received will get their justice, if not in this world, after. I pray for strength for your family and for you to hold your head high, knowing, all capital letters, you did nothing wrong. I pray your guardian angels protect you against these evil people that treat you so unfairly. I pray God gives you comfort knowing that one day this too shall end and justice will prevail. Thank you, Texas Patriot. That's a very big prayer, which I would not expect anything less from someone from Texas. Now we can't forget about Pastor Kevin. He sends another one says, we're all praying that Pi Anon gets the maximum sentence for his sedition. Thanks, Pastor Kevin. But I wasn't charged with sedition. Might want to do a little homework before uh, you start spewing some, some garbage. Then I get one from Kathy Weekly. St. Michael, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. May God bless you and your family. I will keep you in my prayers. Do not give up hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. We know who wins. Amen, Kathy. We all know that God wins. And that's the great thing about this tribulation is there is a bright shining light on the other side and it smells like freedom. Jenny Uzelding says, we love you and are praying for God's hand to be on you during your trial. Thank you, Jenny. God bless. I then get one from Catherine B. Dear fellow J6 Patriot, I am praying over all of the details with your court appearance. Many have been praying and fasting these past three days for a miracle. I am believing that God will restore all that you have lost and that through this trial you will be stronger, excuse me, you will be a stronger warrior for Jesus, truth and justice. Thank you, Catherine B. And uh, yes, I have been doing a lot of prayer and fasting as well in hopes that true justice will prevail. But whatever is in his will, is in his will he goes before us in battle and he prepares a table for us in the face of our enemies so god bless you in your j6 journey as well now this is a bit of an older one that got overlooked and um, i apologize for this but it is from hg it says heavenly father on the second year anniversary of j6 i ask that you please bless our brothers and sisters that are locked up in the dc gulag we do not consent to the foreign occupation in our country of the traitors that are selling us out day by day please unleash the truth and free our patriots so they can be reunited with their loved ones thank you hg that is very insightful and generous Jesse Campbell says, Father God, you are the defender of the oppressed, and your word says you execute righteousness and judgment for the oppressed. We stand on your word for this brother and ask for your provision, as well as protection for his life, ministry, and family in Jesus' name. Thank you that you cut the cords of the wicked off of this nation for your name's sake, because you are righteous. Have the wicked be snared by the transgressions of their own lips and we pray in your mercy that you would grant them repentance in jesus name then i get another one from chris midnight rider says dear lord please watch over this patriot and his family and help them get through this difficult and trying time please extend your healing hands on all of the pain this man and family have had to endure amen thank you chris 
And then I have some Japanese supporters and absolutely love my Japanese patriots. Um, some of the prayers they send to me are in Japanese, and so I use Google Translate to figure out what it says. Um, but I get one from Hiroko Kitazaki, and I know I butcher it, so I'm sorry. It says, I pray and sing for all the good people and all of you American nationalists fighting for the salvation of the world. I send my love. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you very much, Hiroko. All right, folks. Hey, we are here to speak truth to power and tell Brandon to change his diaper because he is full of shit. Got a Jay Spixer, a true patriot and a woman that has looked Uncle Sam in the face and said, fuck off. This is our country and you're not taking it over. A woman by the new name of Sue Iani. Hi, how are you everybody? Yeah, yep. thank you for coming on the show, Sue. I'm a pleasure to have you. Always honored to stand in the same space as a fellow J6er. And I'm uh, truly interested in hearing your story and what you have to say about J6. Uh, but before we get into the nitty gritty details, uh, give my audience a background of who you are. Okay, uh, I'm a mom of three. Uh, I'm currently going through a divorce. Uh, I guess COVID was the killer. Uh, I've probably killed more marriages than people, I think. Um, but I think J6 was probably the icing on the cake. Uh, a lot of divorces after J6. But anyway, um, I got involved with politics because I saw what the schools were doing to my kids. So, and then after that, um, I continued on because they Native American mascots at my kids' high school, eventually started writing for a paper, became a conservative col- columnist in liberal Eastern Massachusetts. Uh, eventually my kids and home were getting threatened. Um, so I had to stop doing that after five years. It was a family decision more than my own. And, but that's how crazy it is in Massachusetts. So after that, I started, um, I joined an activist group and that group was called Super Happy Fun America. And we did something very famous. It gained uh, international notoriety called the Boston Straight Pride Parade. And some people, it was billed by the leftist media as being homophobic and racist and white supremacist and it was none of those things it was attacking the marxist movement known as the lgbt pride parade which was actually kicking out gay trump supporters from their own parade so and gay two-way supporters so we said all we care about is you love liberty march in our parade and they were also attacking, uh, um, you know, what they were calling the straight white male as toxic, toxic masculinity. I had my 15-year-old son ask me, why do they hate me so much? He was 15 years old, straight white male. Why do they hate me so much? And I'm like, they don't. There's nothing wrong with you. Why? Why am I explaining this to my son? So anyway, I joined that movement because I wanted to stop the hate. That's their famous line, stop the hate. 
So that's that's where I was. Eventually, it moved into um, uh, Trump ran the next year, and I started supporting Trump, and I joined Massachusetts Women for Trump, and then that took that turned into a fight for Trump for four years, and then the election was stolen. The following in in 2020, four years after he won, so. There we were on January 6. Why were we there? We were there to、um, ask for an investigation. Absolutely, and you know, there's a 10-day grace period written within the Constitution, the、uh, 12th Amendment, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly,、mm-hmm. to do an investigation on the election before it's certified, and that's what a majority of the people went there to do. The government Absolute, wants vast to- majority, vast majority. The government wants to say that we went there to overthrow the government and to stop the election process, but in actuality, we went there to give our representatives a voice and ask that they follow through with the proper electoral process of doing an investigation before giving it a rubber stamp. And unfortunately, Mike Pence famously said that constitutes debate and will not be allowed. And so we, the people, were silenced, and they moved forward with their Marxist agenda. Uh, I do want to apologize. I do want to apologize for any of the background noise. I am down here in the middle of the swamp, and there is not a silent moment. And so I will do my best to clean up the audio for my audience. But in case there is some choppiness,、um, just keep in mind that this city is just full of awful things, including noise and sirens and people that unfortunately have met the darker side of life. Um, but I cannot appreciate you more for coming in here, sharing your story, and just putting the truth out there, speaking truth to power, and standing up for freedom,、uh, Miss Sue. So thank you very much. You, know, you said that you ended up at January sixth.、Uh, do you mind giving us kind of an insight into your into your story of how that day played out? Yeah. Before I do, I I just want to mention that. I was there for Stop the Steal on November 14th with a large group of people, with our group Super Happy Fun America, and then everybody had such a great time. November 14th, we were there for the Stop the Steal rally on December 12th, and I organized two buses to go down. So, and on November 14th, you got to, you may remember. I don't know if you were there then. Everybody was all over the Capitol lawn and the lawn on the、uh, Supreme Court. There were speakers scheduled, so and there were no Capitol police around, and nobody had a problem with us being all over the Capitol lawn on November 14th. Funny how they made us feel comfortable being all over Capitol property on November 14th. Very important. Okay. So now we're back on December 12, two buses.、Um, then on for January 6, because everybody had such a great time, we wound up with 11 buses. With you know, I organized with a bunch of other bus captains from Massachusetts and New Hampshire and Vermont. So now we have 550 people going down from the area. So. Let's see. November fourteenth was about five hundred thousand people. December twelfth, they figured it was about two hundred to fifty thousand people. January sixth was estimated to be about one point five million people. 
we figured they can't ignore us this time. They have to listen. How could, that's what it was about. Look at us, Congress. Look at how many people are down there. You can't ignore us. All we want is an investigation. It was an appeal to Congress. Please investigate this. So, uh, you know, that's what the march was all about. And then when everybody showed up on the lawn, I have a flyer from that day. There were scheduled speakers on that lawn. They're supposed to be on the lawn that day. So when everybody's standing around and they start shooting flashbangs and tear gas at people, a lot of people thought there were fireworks, that it was a celebration. And even when people did realize that rubber bullets and pe there's blood and screaming, they're still young. What are you doing? We backed the blue. And even when people are getting angry, they're not surging forward. They're just standing there. So why are they still sending incendiaries and rubber bullets at us? People are just standing there. This is not a riot. This is a permitted event. This is like a concert that suddenly we're being fired upon. Okay, this is our, there are dead people. There are four dead people. This is our 10th state. Amen. I actually personally witnessed Capitol or maybe Metro Police. I don't know the difference between the two. It but, was mostly uh, Metro Police that, right, were, I, that were performing, that were doing the violence, but two Capitol Police killed two women. I, I did watch them uh, tear gas an elderly woman and a, a young child who I can only assume is her granddaughter. Uh, for standing there and singing and praying. And so oh I can 100%, 100% attest to what you're saying. There was a just blatant excessive use of force. And, you know, we can attest it to whatever, uh, if they had lost control, they panicked, uh, whatever it may be. But either way, it was wrong and just unjustly sanctioned upon the American people who were peaceful. You know, yes. BLM, Antifa, 131, those organizations burnt down our country for seven months during the summer of violence in mm -hmm. 2020, sieged yeah. the White House, injured federal officers, etc. But yet, you know, grandma went to the Capitol, took a selfie, and now she's a domestic terrorist facing years in prison. While right. the others went off with it, just slap on the wrist and $50 fines and the federal mm -hmm. judge will say they're just letting off steam. So absolutely what, what you're saying is 100 percent, and I, I appreciate uh your candor with everything that you're saying so uh just keep, keep elaborating on uh, how that day played out for you were you there for trump's speech uh we didn't really get close we were sitting on um on a uh like a stone wall that was facing the mall uh we we couldn't really hear trump very well and we were so cold and you know, it was the third time we were down there. You know, we brought our people down. We're like, okay, we're freezing. We start walking to the Capitol early, but it was more like we were walking toward the Capitol. We were regrouping at the big statue, the guy on the horse at the beginning of the Capitol. And we wanted to find a restaurant, warm up. We were like, okay, we did our due diligence. We brought all our people down. For us, it was a fundraiser for our group. We're Trump supporters, you know, big time. But this was our third time down. We're tired. I've been, you know, up all night, two nights in a row organizing this thing. I'm tired. We want to get to a restaurant warm up. So 
we're done with the event. Let our people have their fun. We want to go have lunch and a drink somewhere. But everything's closed, which was part of the plan. They want us to funnel at the, to the Capitol. They want everybody on that lawn. This wasn't something that wasn't planned. We know it was planned. Because the other events, everybody was dispersed at restaurants, right? Everybody yep. went to restaurants all over the place. They didn't want us all over the city. They wanted us on that lawn. That's why everything was closed. Uh, so anyway, we're meeting at this statue uh, and we're just talking to people around and, uh, you know, arguing about, oh, Mike Pence is gonna be a traitor and no, he's not gonna be a traitor, this and that. Um, <laughs> we see the people with the, the hang Mike Pence scaffold, you know, the, the what do you, you know, the things. The, the infamous gallows. The gallows, thank you, I'm forgetting the word. Yeah, the, the basically two by fours, uh, you know, two people can carry it with one hand each. The thing that, and the, the left is saying, oh, they were literally gonna hang Mike Pence. It's like, yeah, right, two by fours held with a couple of screws with a little, yeah, maybe they could hang Mike Pence's cat from it. You know, they're making such a big deal out of it. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyway, that um, people are funneling in and somebody says they have a sat phone. And I think this was part of the setup. Says Mike Pence just announced that he's not gonna support the whole thing with, uh, you know, the what Trump had asked him to do. Turns out what Mike Pence did was tell everybody in the House chambers that had gathered, Senate and House members, that the only people who are going to be allowed to debate are people who are on the very lowest level of the floor. Everybody who's up high in the seats, they're not going to be allowed to debate. So that was pretty crooked. Crooked. That was Nancy Pelosi's plan, and he sided with Nancy Pelosi. So he really was a traitor. Yeah, and that well, leads into the uh, argument of the 1512C, which I'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit, um, yeah. saying that the Congress did not actually hold a quorum to hold what is no. considered an official proceeding. So, no, yeah, you're, they, you're they, were, they were ang very angry about that. You're hitting They're, on something very true there, ma'am. So, absolutely. Yeah. But go ahead and continue. Yeah, okay. So anyway, all we knew that was that all bets are off. Mike Pence caved, and I said, oh my God, they're all going to cave. Because Mike Pence said he would support anybody who voted to not approve the ballots. He was saying that for days. Um, and then it was like, suddenly he caved, and I said, oh my God, they're all going to cave. Then the whole tenor around us had changed and people were angry and people are yelling hang my pants hang my, you know they're they're just saying you know they don't mean it obviously uh but you know then people start marching toward the building a little more and so did we but you know it it lasts for a couple minutes and then people start slowing down and then everybody's talking to people again but you know then after a while they start throwing the flashbangs and tear gas. But at that point, everybody had stopped. And then we're all talking and yeah, Mike Pence, what an asshole, this and that. But nobody was doing anything at that point. It had stopped because it's crowded. But um, 
you know, uh, all of this was super planned out. You could tell. So, you know, eventually people start walking again. Uh, one of the things I said was, Let, let's get closer to the cops because they're not going to tear gas themselves. But of course, you know, the Capitol Police, they had no experience with any of this. And they actually were tear gas on themselves. It was like, well, that didn't work out. So, yeah, actually, uh, Capitol Police officer, maybe Metro, I don't know, but uh, uh, Daniel Tao actually launched a 40 millimeter cannon of CS gas into the Capitol Police, which caused them to retreat from the inaugural stage. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's infamously shown on the body cam footage. He was panicking and throwing crowd suppression munitions uh, well back into the crowd. The people that were just singing and praying and having yeah. a good time. Not addressing yeah, those. Yeah, he was not addressing those that were up front causing issues or having any type of resistance. He was throwing it back into crowds of peaceful people, which actually right. pushed the crowd uh, closer to the police instead of pushing them away. And then they, he right. panicked. They were throwing it over the people who were at the barrier. Right. Right. And then he uh, he ended up gassing his own officers, and that oh, caused good. a huge problem in itself. And, you know, Tao was a supervisor, and so the lower officers were feeding off of his energy. It, it yeah. is infamous as to uh, how he reacted to affect those others as well. So I just wanted to clarify that for my audience a little bit. But no, no, keep telling your story, please, by all means. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you something else that um, I kind of realized recently. The other reason that, you know, with everything closed, we wanted to stay close to the Capitol or on Capitol grounds. And I had warned my passengers as we all got off buses. I said, <clears throat> I don't want anybody wandering around the city unless you're in a group. Because... Antifa, BLM has been, you know, we knew they were beating up people at the previous, on the previous occasions when we were down there at the previous Stop the Steel rallies. And I also said, I don't want anybody dressed like the Statue of Liberty walking around town. I said, if you get lost, you hide your clothes, you make sure you're dressed like a resident, you ditch your flag, signs, whatever, you know, God forbid you get lost, you want to look like a resident. So that was another reason when we knew everything was close, we wanted to stay with the crowd around the Capitol. So I don't know, you know, I hate to sound like the conspiracy theorist, but we wanted to stay around the Capitol. Maybe that was part of the plan. Keep all the, the MAGA people at the Capitol so it looks like a riot, right? So we're not dispersing. We're all descending upon the Capitol. It wasn't safe to be anywhere else. We knew that. And that's also why those Proud Boys and those Oath Keepers and those Three Percenters, all those terrorists, no, they were dressed that way in all that gear to, pr to protect us from Antifa, because Antifa attacked. As a matter of fact, the, the, um, the Proud Boys, we were connected with them because they they had said, as soon as your buses arrive, you tell us, because we're going to escort you to the mall, which they had done on the previous occasions. They were putting their bodies in between Trump supporters and Antifa on all those occasions. All those guys were. 
That's why they were dressed in that gear. And when they'd be marching, what were they saying? Fuck Antifa, fuck Antifa, fuck Antifa. Not fuck, not fuck Pence, not fuck Congress, not fuck Biden. Fuck Antifa, fuck Antifa. That's who they were fighting against. That's why they were dressed that way. So this is all bullshit that they're saying about them being terrorists against the USA and all that. They were soldiers fighting, you know, protecting us against the real terrorists, the real insurrectionists against this country. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, many people that went there were there strictly to help protect uh, peaceful protesters against any sort of nefarious action and, right. uh, you know, standing up in self-defense of themselves and defense of right. others. And that, that is a noble cause. And, and they uh, were defenders, not on the offense. They were on the defense side. 100%. They didn't go after Antifa. They defended us. That's all absolutely. they did. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm one part of my trial is that I helped to organize a caravan that had four major routes that went across the United States, bringing patriots to the capital that wanted to go for Trump's rally. And, you know, we paid their way of uh, food, housing, food, uh, gas, etc. And at many of the stops, we actually had law enforcement escorts. Uh, militia protection, I mean, you name it. So mm-hmm. um, that way that we can keep away the the Pantifa folks and BLM and 131 and anybody that had any sort of nefarious mm-hmm. intent. And I mean, thankfully in my caravan, nobody had any issues on the road or, or any of the different stops because, you know, we respect people's safety. Yeah. Um, but that was actually being held against me in court. I'm in the middle of trial right now. So, yeah. Um, you know, but I, I am very thankful for the local law enforcement and uh, the local members of militias that were there and willing to, to help keep people safe because we had a very. Uh, amen. Uh, yeah, we had a very legitimate fear of of those other organizations trying to harm peaceful protesters. And even uh-huh. at the White House Lips, there's reports of uh, people using knives to try to cut Trump supporters. And so. Yeah, what God, you're yeah. is 100% true, and it, that, that's amazing. But uh, go, go, keep on going. Sorry, I mean interrupt. I just, I just no, wanted. No, no, you're good. No, I, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Mark and I were, um, we were, you know, people start yelling. You know, we're just watching mainly because people start when when the when the tear gas started and the flashbangs. I mean, I was terrified of the flashbangs. I never heard of anything like that before. And he's like, don't worry, they're just flashbangs, just flashbangs. So, I mean, he was in, he's an army vet, so he knew, knew what they were. I had no idea. He's like, they, they won't hurt you. And um, he's like, oh, okay. Uh, it took quite a, a little while to get used to that, though. Um, so we're just walking, walking forward. And, you know, it was more like we weren't trying to defy law enforcement. It was more like, wow, this is historical. And people, I think, were more mesmerized, like we're making history. And, you know, they're they're doing this to this crowd that's allowed to be here, that's a permanent event. And, you know, all we want is this investigation. And, you know, we're, we're not leaving. Uh, 
we're allowed to be here and we're fighting for election, not not fighting, we're here for election integrity. To, they accused us of being there to destroy democracy. We were there to preserve democracy, to save democracy. So we're like, wow, we're making history. This is an historical event. It's going to be in the newspapers, maybe the history books. And I think people were just like looking around and wow, wow. It was more like that. And a lot of people ran in the other direction. We're like, we're not doing that. We're we're here for our country. No, we will never run when it comes to saving this country. Because we knew the people who stole the election were very, very bad people. They were not going to win. We know it was stolen. If they were going this far, this far to prevent an investigation, we know it's stolen now. And if they're doing this to us, just to intimidate this country, to never speak out again against them, oh man, if they're not convinced it's stolen by now, and silent majority, don't you ever speak become unsilent again how dare you not be silent i mean come on obviously they're afraid of it so you went there under a first amendment premise and absolutely just investigate we think the election was stolen prove us wrong oh no 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 we're not going to do that Democrats have had an investigation of every single election since Bush v. Gore. Oh, well, nobody threw flashbangs at them, called them conspiracy theorists. Nobody put them in prison for saying that or accused them of criminal disinformation, shut them down, censored them. Right? Absolutely. And so uh, did you end up going into the building? Yes. Yes, we walked up and you know something? We walked up to the Senate parliamentarian wing, which was near, you know, the big scaffolding and somebody cut it and all that. We were near there. And so we're in this alcove and um, we saw a window broken. And, you know, I looked at it and I said, ooh, nobody, I don't think anybody should have broken a window. You know, this building's sacred. That, that was my attitude. It was like, you know, this this building, they started building this when George Washington was president. So it, to me, the building was sacred. I didn't want to see any damage to it. So we're like, yeah, let's get out of here. We started walking away. You know, we're real goody goody about it. So we start walking away. And then as we're walking away, we saw this little set of steps maybe six steps going up to this little fire door and people are just walking in peacefully so the doors open. we're like well let's go up there so we walk in and here's these cops standing around arms folded inside they look bored they're not saying anything and um that's where we went in and it was very peaceful and um I guess that that's when the press walked in with me. Some press that were on our bus were following us. Um, and uh, they, no, this was other press that was following us. 
or it might have been FBI following us actually but um because they they've been following Mark for years because they're just asshole FBI but anyway just because they've been following our activism not because we do anything illegal they just follow us but anyway they got a picture of us the two of us inside and I have my fist in the air and I think I was saying USA somebody chart started to chant USA inside but other than that we were quiet and you know we basically followed cops down a hallway it was kind of like a guided tour and every once in a while they turn around and they'd stop and they just hold the batons up and we'd stand there and then they turn around and walk again and they'd stop and this continued and then at one point I was talking to them and then they kind of parted ways and everybody's thanking them and stuff and they were giving us thumbs up and and then we walked further down the hall and these cop one cop said if you leave now nothing will happen to you and it was right by a door and we said well we got to get our get to our buses anyway and we left we, we were like yeah okay you know uh, it wasn't because we had to get to our they asked us to leave so we left and we were like we got to get to our buses and we left as a and that quick was it as a quick public service announcement, if the Capitol Police offer you a guided tour through the Capitol, I would advise from experience that you tell them no thank you because it has not worked out for any red, white, and blue bleeding American for them to be in the Capitol, even though they might have been invited in and given a peaceful tour through the entire building. And so, no, yeah, well, I agree with you, but you know, to be honest, I don't think they were. When, when the Capitol Police, when I was talking to them, some people start yelling at them saying, oh, oh, you guys are traitors because they had stopped in the hallway. And I said, you know what? They're not traitors. They love this country as much as we do. They're patriots. And I said, look, we're just here to protest, you know, peacefully. We're, we, I know you don't want to hurt us. We don't want to hurt you. We're, you know, we just think the election. I, I don't remember what I said to them. I, I just said, we're... This is a peaceful protest. We're, and then, then they parted ways and everybody was thanking them and they were giving us a thumbs up. And when, anyway, when stuff, two of them looked like they were gonna start crying, like they felt bad. And you know, honest, or kind of like deer in the headlights, they were really young guys. I don't think they knew what the hell to do. That like they were, I don't think they knew what the hell, what was going on. They weren't trapping us. They weren't ready for it. They honestly, they, I think Metro cops knew what was going on. I think most of those Capitol cops had no idea what was happening, what to do with us. They were a skeleton crew of cops. Maybe some of them knew what was going to happen. Most of those cops looked like deer in the headlights expression to me. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, a lot of the Capitol Police, well, uh, you can even see on their body cam footage, they're saying they felt like they were set up, they were not prepared. Yes. And the Metro Police are notorious for being violent and for being uh, just overbearing in crowds and uh, civil disorder um, situations. They had CDU units that would come in and respond. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm personally affected by uh, some of these, which my update for my trial will come as soon as it finishes. And I am no longer silenced by 
the uh, court orders of what I can discuss and cannot discuss about my trial, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm in the middle of right now. I actually no, will, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I will return to the stand on Monday, uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow actually, and uh, be able to finish my testimony, and then all will be left out in the open, no holds barred. And so I can 100% attest to what you're saying. Yeah. And many of them, according to their body cam footage and, and recorded government audio, is exactly what you are saying that it is. It, they were not prepared. They were left in the dark. And yeah. a lot of their security was minimized by those in power that make decisions. And we, the people, just went there to voice our opinion yeah. to give a voice to our representatives to ask them very mm-hmm. easily and peacefully to follow through with the proper constitutional process for our men uh, our electoral process which is written within the 12th amendment of the constitution and which actually a little funny story i'll give you a little insight into what i'll be revealing um after my trial finishes probably monday or tuesday mm-hmm. that the federal government used the 12th amendment against me they put out this huge argument about how I supposedly wanted to overthrow the government. And their punchline was that I posted the 12th Amendment on Facebook. Dun, dun, dun. What? Which explains the natural, lawful, constitutionally uh, regulated electoral process. And so I was asking for the Constitution <laughs> to be upheld. And therefore, I apparently am a terrorist. Bum, bum, bum. They so, hate the Constitution. Yeah, it's it. it because yeah. it holds them accountable and we the people have the power. That's what makes our Constitution great compared to any other nation in the world. And uh, you're truly a patriot. Now, while mm-hmm. you were there, whether yeah. on your way to the Capitol or actually when you went into the Capitol, did you see anything that kind of stuck out to you as odd? Inside the Capitol? Uh uh no not not as not as odd i i mean no not really i mean our whole group was peaceful um i i can't i can't really um get into too much with uh mark my friend mark because i don't want to say even say anything exculpatory because the uh malicious prosecutors are taking anything that's said publicly and saying you cannot pre- present that exculpatory evidence at trial because that was said publicly, or basically you cannot present any exculpatory evidence at trial because we say so. Uh, you know that's so. I don't. I can't. I'm too afraid to say anything much. It, you know, we just can't can't do that. I can't do that to him. I'm too afraid. Yeah, Absolutely. That, yeah, I'm sure you're running into that too. Every everyone's saying that they're not allowing any exculpatory evidence to be, be presented. It's not Sorry. constitutional. It's it's insane. No, absolutely. I, I apologize for the noise. I'm I'm sitting outside of a restaurant downtown DC. Um, but yeah. they have actually uh, held with um exculpatory evidence they have withheld brady material they have withheld testimony on previous Mm -hmm. trial they've actually had officers lie on the stand and Mm -hmm. also officers falsify testimony in my uh, trial specifically so my audience will hear a a more extensive uh more detailed uh update once my trial is finished and the gag order has been taken off of me 
Um, but I can 100% attest to what you're saying. They try to yeah. silence the voice of the America and uh, push a false narrative where they can persecute, prosecute, and discriminate against anybody that was willing to speak up for freedom. We wanted to have the values of our country follow through uh, with the proper process, but they hijacked it and uh, subverted any sort of normalcy to what we would have normally expected. And even 100 members of Congress brought forward the suspicion of fraud, which constitutes the need for an investigation when the Constitution itself allows for a 10-day grace period for that to happen. But we were denied any sort of uh, fruition of our of our rights. Yeah. Um, so once you had left the Capitol, I mean, obviously you were arrested. Uh, give us a kind of an insight on that. Well, our our arrests weren't as bad as others. Um, I mean, we weren't like arrested by a SWAT team. We were just taken at 6 a.m. Um, uh, and brought to the, I was brought to the Boston court, federal courthouse. You know, I was taken out of my home in handcuffs. I, you know, we would have turned ourselves in. We were arrested um, 13 days after the fact. Um, yeah, and we, our, our pictures were in the paper the next day, so we knew we'd be arrested. Um, let's see, he was taken to Rhode Island um, jail, uh, Rhode Island State, I mean, federal prison right away because they tossed his house, feds tossed his house, and um, they took guns out of his house that were technically his mother's, and they were screaming at his elderly parents, his mother has a bad heart, Say what's this? What's this? What's this? And you know it was very upsetting. Um, so that was terrible. Um, they tossed his whole room. They broke things. They tossed the garage. Um, you know what did they find? They they uh, they took his jacket. They took super happy fun America flags. They took uh, super happy fun America buttons. They didn't take any. They they didn't take guns because they belonged to his his mother you know that she's a she's a fid so you know there was they didn't take anything but his the the clothes he wore that day super happy fun america flags and buttons it's oh boy big evidence and and his cell phone and his computer so he didn't do anything that's the thing it's just it's just like to be obnoxious and they kept him in jail for three days because they said oh he'll obstruct justice it's like what's he gonna do but anyway um so i was held you know for like seven hours and i they kept me in my cell in leg irons and i'm like can you take the leg irons off and they're like no that's that's policy i'm like what it wasn't policy. what am i gonna do run around my cell too fast it's like you don't keep somebody in leg irons in a cell. They were just doing it to be obnoxious. So, but that's, that's, uh, then two years later, uh, no, a year and a half later, I pled guilty to the misdemeanor. So, but at least they didn't, you know, comb through my social media or do the sit down. You know, I, I didn't want to do the sit down with the FBI because, you know, I was afraid of getting Flynn. That's what we call it, you know, the Mike Flynn thing. You know the the setup, the perjury trap. That's what I was worried about. Right. So, so what were your what were your original charges before your plea? Oh, it was the lowest level stuff they give everybody. It was the 
trespassing and disorderly conduct. And then months later, they added a, a second disorderly conduct. So I was facing, I think, max, I think it was a year and a half or two years or something. And I pled to the lowest level disorderly conduct, which was six months max. And everybody was, you know, I have no problem. I was a volunteer town meeting, elected town meeting member. I volunteered in the schools and the soccer mom, you know, I had tax paying, good citizen, whatever, raised three kids. Uh, so, you know, I, I figure, you know, I'm Susie Cream Cheese going in there. And he's like, you haven't been contrite over the past two years. And, oh, another thing. Um, the, the, the prosecutor is saying all these lies about what I did. She saw violence. It was the most violent area of the capital. And I'm thinking, no, it wasn't. There was nothing going. We didn't even see violence till we watched CNN, you know, and we were watching all this. And we're like, geez, well, we didn't see any of that stuff. And he's like, there were people strewn about at the stairway where she walked in. I'm like, no, there wasn't. There was some guy rubbing his eyes, you know, but we were all rubbing our eyes at one point or another. It was like all oh, these lies. I'm like, how can they do this? And then my attorney, who I paid 25 grand for, gets up there and he was like the, you know, the the stupid defense attorney on my on my cousin Vinny, who got up there and he starts stuttering. He was like the worst defense attorney. 25 grand I paid for this guy. It was like all show off. He then gets up there, he's like, didn't defend me at all. He was like all nervous. So I'm like, well, that freaking sucked. So, you know, he, I think what happened, and this, this is happening to some of the defense attorneys, they're getting threatened by their state bars. You know, you said you took a plea. I, nobody holds judgment against you for that. You had to make a proper decision for your life, for your family. Uh, for, for your future, yeah, depending on what they were offering you. And yeah, well, I knew they were throwing, I knew they were throwing felonies at people who didn't take the plea. And my idea, I mean, I'm, my idea was I'm no good to the cause in, in a prison cell. I'm going to take this freaking, I'm going to swallow my, my freaking pride. I hated signing that plea. I hated sitting there. Believe me, but I'm going to do it. And now I'm fighting for the cause again. And, you know, everybody's got to do what they feel right about. But I, like I said, I also had an elderly father, a retired state trooper. And he was saying, please take the plea. And it killed him that I still got prison time in freaking Philadelphia, one of the worst federal prisons, medium security. He was dying just because I got two weeks in that place. I thought he was going to die just from that. So, you know, but you know what? It's over with. I'm lucky I left there with my teeth, but now I'm doing my 30 months probation and, but I'm still fighting for the cause and whatever. But you know that, you know what I'd like to get into though? I don't want to talk too much about me because I want to get into this, um, this 1512 charge that carries 20 years 
that they're throwing at people who aren't taking the plea deal. Because Absolutely. my friend Mark was facing the same two weeks in prison that I was facing. And because he refused to plea, they threw a second, they threw a fourth misdemeanor at him. He still refused to plea. And then they threw a 20 year felony at him. So now he's facing prison. Okay. Well, so God bless we're going for from that. two weeks to 24 years for re for exercising his right to go to trial. And quite honestly, his attorney should put forth a motion of dismissal based on uh, uh, malicious prosecution. He yes, did. Absolutely. It was denied. So before you get into the details of the 1512 c2 charge obstruction of an official proceeding which i have been charged with as well I'm sure um I, I want you to i want you to kind of expound on I, I know you've mentioned it a few times what is happy fun super happy uh, fun america yes okay um what happened was um the okay that, you know how they have the, the uh, LGBT pride parades and all that? Um, it, what used to be a grassroots movement, the gay pride thing, so that people who are gay can get employment. So they wouldn't be discriminated against and fired because somebody found out they were gay or something. Okay, you know, that's fine. All right. But eventually, like most grassroots movements, they get taken over by Marxist organizations and they turn from defensive to offensive movements. All right, they turn from a civil rights organization to attacking, uh, let's say, bakers, religious bakers who, for not baking them uh, uh, cake for their wedding, who say, you know what? I'll bake any kind of cake you want, birthday cake, whatever. I just can't bake a cake for a gay marriage because it violates my religion to do that. That is a sin against God for me. I cannot do it. Go down the street. They'll do it. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call my lawyer. I'm going to call CNN. I'm going to run you out of business. Your business you built your whole life, you will be living in a box. That's what we were protesting. So what we did, Super Happy Fun America, we went, um, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't part of the organization yet, but Mark, my friend, who's now facing 24 years, he and his friends went into Boston City Hall and they said, we wanna raise, um, where they have, Boston City Hall will raise flags for, hours or days and they would raise every year the LGBT pride uh, flag. So they said, we want you to raise the straight pride flag. And they said, we will not do that. So they said, well, we're gonna sue you for discrimination. You're you're discriminating against um, our sexual orientation. So that, that started that. And then they said, well, we wanna have a straight pride parade. You have the LGBT pride parade, we're gonna have a straight pride parade. And so this lawsuit started happening. Eventually they said, okay, we have to give them a straight pride parade. So that's what we did. Um, we did a straight Boston straight pride parade. It was wild. They were on Jesse Waters, Tommy Laren did a thing. It was international. 
It was crazy. It, about two, only about 200 people marched in it, but it was huge. We had 6,000 Boston cops, riot cops protecting us from all these cities all over Massachusetts. About 10,000 people protesting it. Nazis go home. It's like, we're not Nazis. We had, you know, rabbis carrying the Star of David flag protesting with us. We had, and they're yelling, racist, racist. Half our people protesting with us and speaking at our event were black. We were also protesting the whole um, toxic masculinity thing and teaching, you know, that we were against the sexualization of kids in school, you know, teaching the whole LGBT and transsexual thing and transgender stuff in school. We were protesting that. So we had all kinds of speakers at our event. So it ended up, it was a parade down the same route. The LGBT pride parade goes down. You know, they're all dressed half naked and wearing their feathers and everything. We had gay people, gay couples marching in our parade who weren't allowed to march in the LGBT pride parade. We're like, march in our parade. All we care about is you love liberty. So they marched in our parade wearing their two-way t-shirts. Two guys holding hands. So that's what it was about. And it was televised on TV. Oh man, it was insane. Televised all over Europe. Crazy. So yep. anyway, that's what Super Happy Fun America is. Superhappyfunamerica.org. If you want to check out our website, it's it's hilarious if you go to the straight pride parade um link on there super happy fun super Super shfa super happy fun america.org click on the straight pride parade website hilarious super happy fun america.org org that's it check it out folks you can see uh pride and love of country along with pride and self-recognition and uh that's it doesn't matter if you're lgbtq plus america straight white black don't matter if you love america that's a website to check out superhappyfunamerica.org we also protested the vaccine mandates mandates you want to get a vaccine be my guest but we protest the vaccine mandates but we also didn't like that they weren't telling people the truth about the vaccine so we protested that too protested Fauci, the CDC, everybody. We protested our uh, governor who was pushing them on people. So, you know, we're, we're premier civil rights organization in the New England area. So so give us a little insight to the uh, 1512C2 charge that you had mentioned earlier. Okay. They are hitting people with that felony if you don't plead guilty to you know, the lesser charges. You could be, they could say, plead guilty to the lowest of the low level offense. You know, most likely you'll get 24 months probation. You know, Mark, because he's part of this right wing extremist organization like me, it's not right wing extremist, but whatever. You know, they he'd probably get the few weeks in prison like I did, but because he didn't plead, he's facing 24 years in max in prison. 
you know, maybe he'll get eight or something. Who knows what they'll recommend. But when he said, when he got hit with this, he said, okay, let me plea to the thing. They said, oh no, buddy, you want to plea now? Plead guilty to the felony. And so he's not. Now he's going, he's like, okay, I'll fight it now. <clears throat> but you know how the DC juries are. They hate our, they, they hate our guts. There's no such thing as a fair trial in DC. So, I mean, the guy's, the guy's the nicest guy in the world. It's like, I, it's typical J6er. We, the, anybody who's a J6er is somebody who's such a patriot. They don't just care about themselves. They care about other people enough to put themselves out there. They love their country and their fellow man so much that they're gonna put their neck on the line and risk their lives, their neck, their their lives, their fortune, their sacred honor for their country. So, I mean, that's that's what all of us did. So, we're we are good people that did this. We are okay. I'm not trying to brag. We are. We love America. We love Americans. That's why we did this. So we're the ones they're going after because we know they know we're the fighters. They know we're the outspoken ones. They're trying to silence us. Well, guess what? We are not shutting up. They cannot intimidate us. Look, you're facing 30 years. Are you shutting up? You're not, not shutting up. I'm not nope. shutting up. And what pisses, yeah, what pisses me off is when I hear people saying, oh, well, we don't want to go to New York and, sh and support Trump when he's being indicted because he could be another J6. And I'm like, you cowards. I can't go because I'll be arrested on the spot because I can't leave the state. But you can go. You're just you're just showing up on a sidewalk in New York City. That's not the same as going in inside the Capitol in, in a setup. You cowards, how dare you? Could be there in a heartbeat. And it's very unfortunate that we have some uh, sunshine patriots, you know, the, the, the summer yeah. soldier, uh, according to Thomas Paine. And yes. that is the entire Summertime point of soldier. Yep. That's the entire point of January 6th was to silence yeah. the rest of America. They said, if you dare to speak out against us, then this could be you. And they have done everything they possibly can to destroy the lives of those that were willing to just stand up and speak peacefully on behalf of freedom, justice, and true liberty for all Americans. Left, right, up, down, doesn't matter. If Amen. you're willing to say that the Brandon administration is doing something wrong, then they will come after you. And that's why we call every j6 political prisoners political prisoners because right. they are attacked specifically for their political beliefs now yeah. we're not asking anybody to look past the law if somebody broke a window or if they did something unlawfully uh injuring someone etc then they should face justice but true fair and blind justice yeah. due process should be uh, brought out in its full fruition but unfortunately, we have a one-sided judiciary, which is completely biased and trying to destroy the lives of just regular American people that did nothing more than just say, hey, there's something not right here. We want our representatives to represent our voice and look mm -hmm. into it. And so I commend you for, for what you're doing in that aspect. 
You know, I got to tell you something. I did a little research. I love doing research. I got to tell you. Um, I went back 40 years, okay, to the 80s, early 80s, like 1980 or so. I could not find a single person who was ever charged with a federal crime, not one federal crime for illegally going into that Capitol building. And I'm talking, there have been, except for um, Susan Rosenberg and her crew who actually blew up the Capitol trying to kill uh, members of Congress on the GOP side. And she was put in prison, uh, I think for like 17 years or something uh, and pardoned by Clinton. And then she got jobs, you know, with the City College and the Tides Foundation. Now she's raising money for the Democrat Party, of course, because, you know, she works for them. She's on their side. But anyway, aside from her group who were actual terrorists, not a single federal charge for anybody who trespassed, who actually did obstruct Congress by heckling Congress, threatening, jumping in front of senators, Kavanaugh hearings, jumping in front of them, threatening them, jumping in the elevators with them. We didn't do any of that. Okay? Nobody's gotten no federal charges. The most they've gotten was a 35, today's equivalent of a 35 or $50 fine from the Capitol Police. Even if they were dra dragged out of there in handcuffs. They got nothing but a fine and no federal record. Yeah, a lot of the judges will say they were just letting off steam. And that's what they said about the right. summer of violence of 2020, where people were throwing Molotov cocktails into buildings, firebombing police, shooting people in the streets, just ravaging and pillaging entire neighborhoods, you know. And that's the two-sided part of the justice system that we face is, you know, we went there and sang the anthem and said we love our country and want yeah. to watch the proper process follow through and they destroyed property destroyed life and destroyed the foundations of our country they're let yeah. off we are prosecuted or persecuted and that that is something that is being brought to light right now and we're right. also out here speaking up for true justice due process for all americans doesn't matter what side of the aisle they it's simply asking that the proper process follow through. So you're you're speaking truth, and I absolutely love it, uh, Miss Ianni, and I cannot thank you enough. Is there? Um, do you have a give, send, go? How can my audience support you? Oh, uh, yeah. It's um, you can look up um, Mark. You can look up Mark Sahady. It's uh. S-A-H-A-D-Y, or you can look up my name. It's Iani, I-A-N-N-I. It's a, it's Mark Sahady and Sue Iani. You can look up Iani, I-A-N-N-I. I, like I, I-A-N-N-I. And it, it's both of ours. We share it. So Great. Make sure to check the description box and make sure to give what you can. Even a little bit gives a long way to help in their legal oh, fight. Oh, God, yeah. To help. <laughs> to help them restore their lives and their families. Now, the 1512C2 you were speaking about, um, is there anything else that you want to kind of bring to the forefront about that specific Oh, God, charge? yeah, definitely. Okay. 
All right. Um, 18 USC 1512 C is the Sarbanes-Oxley Act of 2002. Congress commenced a fervent bipartisan effort to draft a law to counter cor corporate obstruction of justice. Corporate obstruction. Okay. Um, it includes a section that prescribes strong penalties for in individuals who corruptly impede an official investigation by Congress. Okay, now the way it's worded is what makes it confusing and how they can, um, and why they're using it, why they think they can get away with using it. It says, um, corruptly obstructs Congress. Okay, but what it, what it means is corruptly obstructs a congressional investigation. That's what it doesn't come right out and say. But if you read the whole act, you realize it's talking about an invest, a congressional investigation. Now, here's what George Bush says about it. Okay, since the passage of Sarbanes-Oxley prosecution, for obstruction of justice has gained prominence as a means of criminally sanctioning individuals suspected of involvement in other substantive misconduct. It appears that the obstruction of charges have been levied as a type of proxy uh, for substantive offensive, partially as a mean. All right, wait to strengthen the prosecutor's hand during the inquiry stage of white-collar investigations. Close examination of the act indicates congressional intent to significantly increase the criminal penalty. That's why it's 20 years and not five years like other obstruction of Congress to increase the criminal penalty for unscrupulous acts in the business setting. President Bush reiterated the important social interests behind the subsection, stating that the purpose of the act was to adopt tough new provisions to deter, deter and punish corporate and accounting fraud and corruption. Does this sound like J6? No, not in the slightest. It's a corporate uh, offense for dealing with hiding documents and preventing an investigation with the Congress, which nobody at J6 had any intention, nor did they perform any action into actually doing. Yes, to inch wrongdoers and protect the interests of work workers and shareholders. Okay, he signed it. He wanted to make to ensure that no infringement on the constitutional right to petition the government for redress of grievances occurs in the enforcement of Section 1512C. He wanted to make sure that it's never, never misunderstood that this is what this act is for. He wanted to make sure that that never 
is misunderstood that this is what this is for before he signs it. Okay, now what's happening now is you have all these PhDs and JDs looking at the word corruptly and saying, well, corruptly means criminally. And they're not looking at the whole aspect of the law. And they're like, and it's like, how fucking stupid are these people? When he's referring to corruptly, he's referring to corruption, not trespassing, not protesting. He says this, he says it, and they all say it. When they write out this bill, it's Sarbanes-Oxley, the Sarbanes-Oxley Act. It's about Enron, it's about Bernie Madoff. How can they apply this to January 6th? And you know what happened? When my judge and Mark's judge actually threw this out of court, he said, this doesn't apply here. It went to the appeals judge, uh, appeals court, and two out of three of the appeals judge said, yeah, but January 6th was such an egregious act. And we think the corrupt act here was these people were trying to overturn an election. No, we weren't. How could we overturn an election? We can't overturn an election. <laughs> you know, this is about financial crimes. We were there for an investigation. Some people broke some windows. Most people just walked through. They're upcharging people who just walked through a building that they charged with trespassing and disorderly. That's not a corrupt intent. That is not a financial crime. And they're saying, no, it applies because January 6th was such an evil act that, you know, we hate January 6th so much and we hate January 6th so much. We'll charge you with rape and bag robbery and child molestation. We'll throw everything at you. That's what's happening here. No, absolutely. And you've hit it right on the nose. It has been set aside for something else, but the government has tried to twist it in a way that they can use it as a blanket charge to anybody that was willing to just be there. Yeah. Their mere presence, their mere presence will find them guilty um, simply because Congress was not able to reconvene to anywhere from like eight or nine o'clock that night to finish the vote. Yeah, and it was eight o'clock. They got back. Do you know that Devin Nunez actually said when the Democrats were walking back through the tunnel, a bunch of them were high. They weren't like crying like, oh, our democracy was almost destroyed. No, they weren't crying. He said they were high-fiving each other. They knew that this was the plan. They knew they got what they wanted. They knew Trump would look bad and that they could probably charge him with a, the crime of trying to do an insurrection and that they could keep him from running for office in the future with if they could charge him with that and get enough people to plead guilty which i i you know that is what they're hoping or charge them or convict them of guilt that they could get trump in a position where they could he could never run for office again that was the plan Oh, 100%. They want to do everything they possibly can to keep him from gaining power yeah. again because mm -hmm. he was doing exactly what we needed to restore our nation right. back to her original glory. Um, right. 
do you have anything else that you would like to share with my audience share with the american people uh no just keep fighting never never stop fighting these marxists these communists these globalists never because as soon as we turn our backs or put our feet up they steamroll us they never stop they never stop and keep telling people the same thing we we have to keep adding to our side never give up never stop fighting the more people that we wake up with the truth and this information which i'm very thankful that you're willing to share uh the harder it will be to help uh keep other people's eyes shut the wall yeah, don't give up on the kids don't give up on the kids i i was ready to give up on my kids i have one of my kids turning around she's like you know i never heard this stuff before but it's starting to make sense don't oh. give up on the so-called millennials they're not the snowflakes you think they're starting to get it that's it doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you're on truth stands by itself it's like a lion you don't have to defend it it'll defend itself all you have to do is let it loose and i cannot cannot thank you enough for sharing your story sharing your side of of january 6th and for the fight that you have been putting forward for those that are being persecuted because of their belief in our country now you had mentioned before um your give send go we're make sure to put that in the description box as well as your website of superhappyfunamerica.org uh again i apologize for any noise in the background i am in downtown of the swamp because i'm here in dc <laughs> fighting my trial currently but miss ayani i cannot thank you enough god bless you and i wish that uh the absolute best will work in your future and your fight that you're putting out here right now is definitely admirable and commendable God bless you brother. Thank you so much for having me. Make sure to help out our sponsors help keep this dream alive. mammothnation.com, the only and best competition that is patriot-based, veteran-owned companies, shop local, help out your community and make sure that it, all of your hard-earned cash is going to the right place. mammothnation.com help defeat Amazon and the CCP because mammothnation.com has everything that you could possibly want but it makes sure that it is America first check out the description box for the link you're going to use the promo code of freedomj6 for a 30% discount that way tell them I sent you and they'll hook you up with a nice little deal our next sponsor is makehoneygreatagain.com you're going to use promo code freedom promo code freedom at makehoneygreatagain.com get a one pound raw bottle of honey that looks like donald trump but it tastes like america no communist bees guaranteed it is the best america first honey around and it is to help the causes that are out here helping america become great again and the next if you want to get some merch for your sing for freedom sing for freedom t-shirts hoodies hats drinkware decals you name it make patriotism sexy again and go to p2pprinting.com that's p2pprinting.com and you're going to see my tab on there is pi and on p i a n o n pi like the number and on like anonymous just as nerdy but the merch is sexy and that is what this is all about is to help keep sing for freedom dream alive 
and be stylish while doing it. P2Pprinting.com forward slash Pionon. Show America that you stand up for freedom. I then get one from Paul Malone. It says, Dear Lord, I ask that you bless the innocent prisoners. Dear Lord, we pray that your protection over all innocent prisoners who are incarcerated for crimes they did not commit. We pray that you will give them comfort, peace, and the strength to endure their time behind bars. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Dear God, we implore you to place a veil of protection over the innocent victims who simply exercised their constitutional right on January 6th. Holy Father, we ask with our hearts that justice will prevail. Amen. Then I get a lovely one by somebody that goes by the name of F.U. I kind of expected this to be a not pleasant message when I opened it, and it says something very simple. Get bent, traitor. Well, thanks, F.U. I then start getting some prayers from another person by the name of Anita DeGroin, and it says, eat and die, MAGA maggot. She then follows it up with... Another prayer that just has my internet moniker of Pi and on with an exclamation point. Like she'd be a fan, but obviously we know better. With a name like Anita DeGroin, um, maybe they're trying to transition and they need a groin. In doing a little research into the prayers coming from Anita DeGroin, she sure sounds a lot like Pastor Kevin, and just like Pastor Kevin is actually uh, using a lighthouse church email in doing some research of these prayers coming from Anita DeGroin they uh, are coming from a lighthouse church email just like Pastor Kevin and a lot of these prayers sound just like Pastor Kevin who also sends me emails from the lighthouse church so apparently the lighthouse church has uh, some house cleaning to do but the prayer that she sends next says, We're all praying that Pi receives the maximum sentence for his sedition and treason. Newsflash, Anita DeGroin, probably Dylan Mulvaney's retarded cousin. I was not charged with sedition or treason. So, yeah, have fun with that. Then I get another one from Japan, that from uh, Miwa Raiko, and they say, Justice will be done. Until then, please stay healthy. There's prayer hand emoji. I sincerely hope that you will be released as soon as possible. Prayer hands. Justice will be done without fail. Prayer hands. Domi arigato. Then I get one from Mick Levitt. It says, Joseph, not a day goes by that my son and I would miss praying for you and other prisoners of J6. We see you have been jailed for two years. This past week, we have prayed for Carrie Lake, the real governor of Arizona, whose election was stolen, and our prayers were answered when the Arizona Supreme Court, in part, ruled in her favor. We pray for you and your trial as well. We pray that justice will prevail. God bless you. Stay strong. Thank you, Mick, and uh, your son for the prayers and support. However, I am currently out on bond. I am not incarcerated. I was awarded bond right after my arrest May 26th, 2021, and I've been out here screaming from the rooftops in defense of those that are being politically persecuted, illegally incarcerated, and demonstrably discriminated against. But I do certainly appreciate your prayers and support, and as I go into my trial after May 15th, hopefully I will not need to receive prayers while incarcerated then either. But your blessings and uh, support is deeply appreciated. 
another prayer from Roz Dixon that says, I'm believing with you for vindication, exclamation point. Thanks, Roz, and I also appreciate your enthusiasm. Sharon Olson says, praying that all those who have been charged and treated unfairly by the justice system for being in attendance at the January 6th rally will find justice and compensation for their situations. Praying that angels will be round about all those who are seeking for freedom and truth, that the heavens will be open and we may find the way to peace for all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Sharon. I am very sure and positive that God will smile upon our nation and those that were at January 6th will be vindicated, exonerated, and redeemed. And then we can sue the pants off of everybody that destroyed our lives and upended the Constitution because of whatever gain they decided to try to foster. So thank you very much, Ms. Olson, for your patriotism your prayers and your insightfulness. Anita DeGroin then comes back with the same prayer uh, three or four times, saying that we pray that Pi gets the maximum sentence for his sedition and treason, because copy and paste is a thing, and you know, that side of the aisle has zero creativity. But eventually she comes up with a new one, and it says, you, comma, you dumb ass sack of Trump, and then the letter T. Apparently, she triggered herself and wasn't able to type a uh, coherent sentence. But what else would you expect from a Brandon supporter? Because, you know, the, the thing. Because then she comes back in all capital letters and says, MAGA maggots lock Trump up. <laughs> and this is another reason I think Anita DeGroin is also Pastor Kevin because of the repeating phrases that they use. But he says, hey, pie hole. Come to New York City Tuesday, April 4th. Will be wild. I think that was a threat. Hmm. Maybe I should turn this one over to the authorities. What do you think there, uh, Lighthouse Church? Does Anita DeGroin, Anita to go to jail? Let's see what happens. Then follows it up with, It's time for coup 2.0. Come to New York City Tuesday, April 4th. Will be wild. Again, no creativity. Like, come on. Put some effort into it at least. Lock Trump up. Lock Trump up. Lock Trump up. Lock Trump up. I needed to groin. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. And then after a few more repeated uh, submissions by Anita DeGroin, she then sends, or he, they, them, whatever, God bless America, God Trump tarts. Because that makes sense. Then Anita DeGroin follows up with, this fascist Trump tard exclamation point. I wonder if this person's only like 12 years old. Then I get a nice one from Laura Lubbock. May the blood of my savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, cover you and protect you. Thank you, Laura. I am covered in the blood of Christ, baptized and born again, willing to be a sacrifice for the world. And his salvation is all that I look forward to and all that I have faith in because of his righteousness. Because as we were yet sinners, he came and died for us. So thank you. Then Glenn Miller says, May God Almighty be with you, bless you, and protect you. You are a righteous man, and God loves you. He will not let evil overcome. Thank you very much, Glenn. Um, although I am not righteous, it is my Savior who is righteous. And my righteousness is only because he has washed my soiled linens clean with his blood 
and that my robe is now white as snow because of his righteousness. Carolyn Cloud then says, Dear God, please help our servant fight this Goliath that is our federal government gone amok. Please strengthen him and provide for his family and give him favor. Dear God, please provide a good lawyer, decent jurors, and a fair judge, and please allow all of the January 6th tapes and truth to be exposed. Please also help all the other political prisoners being targeted by this evil administration. Please protect him and his family in the precious holy name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Carolyn. I then get another one from J.K. It says, hey, bud, I was arrested March 2nd, 2023. We will get through this. I am also not taking a plea deal. We will most likely go to prison, but I'm certain there is a reason for all this and good things will come out of our sacrifice. All I got to say, Jay, is good luck, brother. Stand strong in your faith and pray without ceasing. We are on the right side of history. And as long as true, fair and blind justice prevails, we can restore our nation. Anybody that is innocent of the crimes they're committed of deserves exoneration. And I will definitely say a prayer for you as well. Mary Ellison says, Dear God, please strengthen the J6ers to live for you and bring you glory. Please provide what they and their families need. Please sustain them. Please encourage them to continue to follow you. Amen, Mary. Thank you. And God does provide every day. Walter Croner says, Dear Joe, may God be with you and protect you and your family during this difficult time. Godspeed. Thank you very much, Walter. Gary sends a prayer that says, God is clearly with you, and while you may be placed in the fire, you will be protected by the one who comforts all who call him king. Amen, buddy. This is America's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego moment. We can never bow to Nebuchadnezzar. We cannot bow to tyranny. Valerie Evans says, praying, prayer hands, that this nightmare will end for all those who have falsely accused will not stop praying until they are released. Thank you, Valerie. Julie Cole says, I will pray for justice and mercy for you and comfort for your family. May God deliver you from the corrupt forces working against you. God bless you and all of the January 6th political prisoners unjustly accused of crimes. Amen, Julie. Thank you very much, Mayor. Marguerite Cardona says, Father God, please deliver your children from this evil system by the power of the Lord's Prayer that you would deliver us from evil. Be father to the fatherless and meet all their needs according to your riches and glory in Jesus' name. Amen, Marguerite. And finally for today, we have Anita DeGroin, the icing on the cake. She says, What should K. Joseph be sentenced to for his attack on the U.S. Capitol? Question mark. 3.14159 decades behind bars. Well, at least you understand a little bit. You hear it here, folks. We are putting out truth and doing what we can to share the stories that you're not going to hear on the mainstream, lamestream propaganda media. Now, like I've said many times before, and I'll keep on saying it, don't take our word for it. If you hear something here and you question it, then look into it yourself. Because what you're hearing here, you are not going to get on the mainstream, lamestream. Because they push propaganda. Don't believe them. Don't believe us. Dig for yourself. Look for yourself. Come up to your own conclusions. And it's not that I'm saying we're not trustworthy. What I'm saying is 
you need to realize that you're being fed lies. And I'm not going to claim any sort of credibility because I'm not the bastion of truth. You have your own consciousness and your own ideas. So you need to dig, but just don't go to one source. Question everything. That has been the philosophy of every bit of this. And we stand up for J6ers, but not everybody was perfect that day. Justice is what we're calling for. Due process. A fair and equal system of law. If somebody broke a window, they need to be held to account. But they do not deserve to be thrown in prison for the rest of their lives, their families made homeless, bankrupt, their children taken away, their lives completely destroyed. And that is what we're standing up for. Something that the left and the right can both unify under is justice reform, prison reform, equal justice under the law, fair, bring equality back to the country instead of equality, which is another argument for a different day. But I certainly appreciate Sue Ianni for coming in here and sharing her story with superhappyfundamerica.org and all that they have been doing. My trial has ended. The defense has rested. The government has rested. And the jury is now deliberating. And we sit and wait. It is in God's hands. But my truth, my voice, my platform for those that want to share their stories will not end until they bury me under the prison. And even then, it will go on. Stay tuned. Keep us in mind. Keep us in prayer. And remember that the Brandon administration ain't got nothing on we the people because we're Americans and it's going to stay that way. Down here in D.C., dealing in the swamp. My trial has been postponed until the Tuesday after Memorial Day weekend. So enjoy. Responsibly. Keep peace and freedom in your heart. And remember that if you want to know what you're not being told, this is the place you need to be. Thank you for listening to Freedom Unchained. I am your host, Joseph Thomas, infamously known as Pionon, fighting for J6, truth, standing up to be a voice for the voiceless and giving a platform for those to share their stories directly with you so that you can educate the masses on what is truly going on in our country. That is how we change this great country to be great again and better for our children's future. Until next time, peace. Oh, say can you see?